Welcome to the Life of an Educator, hosted by Matthew Beal. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Life of an Educator podcast hosted by Matthew Duick, where we look at the experience of teaching and my personal experience of being an educator and personal stories and what I observe as I go through my career as being a teacher. And welcome back for those of you who have returned for another episode And for those of you who are new, welcome to the podcast, and it's such a joy to have you alongside today. I want to thank each and every one of you who have shared and liked and subscribed and continue to listen on a bi-weekly basis. It's such an encouragement uh, for me to follow uh, who's listening and how many are listening and when they're listening and all of that. And so thanks so much for just hearing me out and coming on for maybe a good laugh or a good personal story and, you know, maybe to learn something as well. I was sick this week, so if you hear a little bit of a croaky voice coming out, coming through your uh, device, uh, that's because I'm recovering from a cold and my voice is the last thing to get fully back to 100%, but I'm going to do my best. Uh, to uh, make sure my voice doesn't sound too, too horrible as we dive in. But let's dive in today to a topic that I have, uh, you know, some experience in, but I want to preface that I'm definitely not the expert in this. And I think a lot of us as humans, no matter what job or career we find ourselves in, is the struggle of that work-life balance. And I am definitely not going to be the first one to talk about this because, There are many, many podcasts who try and tackle this work-life balance question, and I would argue that maybe it's not even possible. But I want to dive in because I think this is important to talk about. I think it's important to be aware of, and I think it's important to, you know, just be honest with because we talk about this work-life balance and what that looks like, how do we even define that. What does that mean? Obviously, I need to go to work to get a paycheck to support the family. But for myself, and maybe you can find yourself in this boat, you love your job. I am one who loves my job. I love to be at work. I love to, you know, make sure that I am doing the best I can with my work. I am one who wants to be involved in extracurricular, which is something I talked about last episode. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to episode three, you might want to pause this one and um, dive into episode three where I talk about the importance as a teacher of being involved in extracurricular activities. And so for someone like me, it's tough to find this work-life balance because, you know, there are times where you get to work at 8.30, you know, so I can look at emails, get ready for the day, my first class comes in at 9 o'clock. I'm working till 3.30 uh, with only one hour of prep time. And then at 3.30, often I find myself working, you know, to prepare for the next day. And then if I am involved in extracurricular, that means I may be running to 6 o'clock, getting home at 6.30, making supper, right? And you find your evening gets shorter and shorter. And then, you know, that's just 
involving home and work life that has nothing to do with family and friends and other hobbies that you are involved in. And we find ourselves running out of hours in any given day. And so is there such thing as work-life balance? I believe the struggle struggle is real. Uh, you ask any of my family members and they will uh, confirm <laughs> when they uh, talk to me about my struggle of work-life balance. And, um, and I think it's something that we need to be aware of because obviously if you're someone like me or if you are any human being really, I think that we are aware that there's many things in life that give us joy. There are many things in life that we maybe choose to avoid. And there are many things in life that we want to be a part of. And we need to make sure our priorities are in the right place. We need to make sure that, you know, we understand that there are things that come before others. And there are, you know, family comes first, right? But at the same time, our job is very important. And where does that fit in with our hobbies and sleep and eating healthy and exercising and relaxing and rejuvenating ourselves and taking breaks and all of those things, right? Mental health and wellness is a big piece that I haven't talked about yet in a, any given episode, but I probably will at some point. And it's a very big piece that's coming into our world. And so how do all of these things fit in to get this work-life balance? So let me just be honest and, and kind of describe my day and how I try and, you know, tackle this work-life balance. And like I said, I want to preface that this is just what I have tried to make work. I am by no means an expert in this field and, um, you know, there's still many things that I probably could do better, but I I wake up at you know 6.45 to 7 o'clock and I start with my morning reading. I have a plan every morning that I get up and read a little bit and uh, that just kind of freshens my day. I get ready for the day and then I get into my car and start on my way to work about 7.45 in the morning. I usually put on a podcast uh, that is more knowledge, uh, more informational, educational, something like that in the morning. So it, it gets my brain working and it might be education focused. And so it's, you know, on my way to work, I'm kind of waking up my brain, getting ready for the day and usually get to work about 8.20, 8.30 in the morning. And that's where I, for the first time, kind of, you know, dive into the workplace where I'm, you know, come in. I check my emails, I make sure my class is set up for the day, I say good morning to my coworkers, uh, make my cup of, cup of coffee, and I'm ready to invite my kids into uh, the morning. And so the day goes as it would normally go. I have my four classes, I have my hour of prep time, which I you know, like to use as wisely as possible, and we get to the 3.30 point. And so depending on the day, this 3.30 point can mean a couple of different things. Usually it means that this is another part of my prep time where I'm going to, you know, mark any assignments or assessments that I have. I'm going to prepare for the next couple of days or if I'm already planned for the next couple of days, I might be doing some more macro planning for the next couple of weeks or the or the next unit. Maybe that means photocopying, maybe that means planning, notes, uh, assessments, that sort of thing. Or it may mean I'm involved in extracurricular 
I have been talking to you about the last few months that I was basketball manager. And so for the last several months, 3.30 usually meant that I was going down to the gym for practice or getting ready to take some of the students to our away game or going down to the gym and getting our home um, gym ready for our home game, whatever that may look like. And, you know, when those days weren't happening, well, then you would find myself in the classroom getting ready for the day, right? So from 3.30 to 5.30 is usually when I am at work. A lot of the coworkers of mine go home and the place is a little bit quieter and I can really focus in on preparing and getting ready for the following day. Now, I do that strategically because, for one, I live a half an hour drive away from my workplace. And so when I start heading home, and again, depending on the day, that might be about 5, 5.30 after I've done my prep for the next day, after you know basketball practice is over with, that sort of thing. Now I have a half an hour to decompress. I have a half an hour to, usually I do two of two things. I either phone a family member or a friend on my drive home and talk with them. It's kind of a pick-me-up. You know, we talk about our day. We talk about what's going on in the week and have a conversation. Or I put on a sports talk podcast where, you know, I love Pardon the Interruption, for example, with Tony and Mike who just banter about the daily sports news. And so both of these things are really refreshing for me and it allows me to decompress from the day, whether it was a good day or not so good. And I can totally separate my work life from my home life. And I find this really practical. I find this really has been useful and it really has come in the last couple of years now working at Selkirk uh, at the comp which, like I said, is a half an hour drive from my home. My previous workplace, I only was 10-minute drive from from my workplace at TechFoc, and so I would bring work home all the time, and I would have piles of marking on the dining room table. And the problem with that was everywhere I went, whether I was at work or whether I was at home, I saw my work. Right On the dining room table, I saw marking. In my office, I saw prep work. At my workplace, on my desk, well, obviously was was my work in front of me. And so no matter when, whether I was at work or I was at home, work was in my eyesight. Now that I have moved to Selkirk, and I think it really does help that my workplace is farther away, which at first when I took the job, I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to have to adjust to the time I'm in the car. And obviously that has been an adjustment, but I think it's been for the better because it helps me to separate work from home. I don't know how long your commute is, but being that half an hour is long enough for me to separate my house and my home life from my work life. It's also interesting that the only thing I do in Selkirk is work there. I don't really associate with Selkirk. I don't have friends in Selkirk. I don't shop in Selkirk. I don't hang out in Selkirk. The only time I'm really hanging out in Selkirk is maybe if I'm going out for coffee or dinner with a coworker after work. But other than that, I, uh, I, I joke with my coworkers and my students. I literally come into Selkirk through the back way, like through the gravel road, kind of random, and then all of a sudden you pop out and you find yourself in the city of Selkirk. And so 
I, I enter in the back way. When I go home, I exit through the back gravel road that takes me out to the highway uh, that leads me back to my home city in Winnipeg. And so I really only work in Selkirk. The rest of my life in, revolves around Winnipeg. And so I have this natural separation between work and home life. And I think that that gives me a little bit of an advantage because I don't take any marking home. It's, it's a rule of mine now that I've worked at Selkirk. Marking does not come home. I do all of my marking at the workplace. The only thing I will do at home is I will do some macro planning at home because, you know, late Saturday night, I might be watching a sports game and I just have this thought of working on, you know, some work prep and I can do some macro planning at home with my with my computer, but which I enjoy at home. And it, because it's on the computer, it's, it doesn't pile up and it doesn't become uh, something I can see at my house. But other than that, I keep my work tasks and my... Uh, things I need to do at at the workplace, and so because of the half an hour drive home, I you know I'm talking with my family or friends on the phone, or I'm you know uh, listening to that sports talk show. By the time I get home, about six o'clock on any normal day, work is now complete, and I'm not thinking about work anymore. And I, if it's been a not so good day, I've I've processed that and I'm good. If it's been a good day, I'm I'm in a good state of mind, and I now come home and I'm able to greet um, my roommate, and I'm able to make my dinner, or if I have another commitment that evening, then I'm off to to do that next commitment. Um, you know, and my evening goes on from there, right? I'm not coming home to mark. I'm not coming home to prep. I'm not coming home to have to deal with more of the teaching job that I have to do, now I'm, you know, living life as it should be, right? With my family, with my friends, with the hobbies that I enjoy doing. And so I have this natural, you know, separation because of distance. But I also think that, like I said, I don't bring it home with me. I bring my calendar home, which has both my work life and personal life in it. And, you know, I bring my laptop home, which has, of course, my email, so I can still respond to emails if it's, a, if it's an important work email. But other than that, I'm not thinking about work, I'm not responding to work. Uh, unless it's a really important email, I will possibly read it, but I don't necessarily respond until the next morning. Because like I said, the next morning, one of the first things I do when I get into my classroom is I check my emails and I can respond to any of the emails that were sent the night before. My rule is I will respond within 24 hours. So even if I see an email at 7 or 8 o'clock at night and I respond the next morning, I'm still well within that 24-hour window. And so I really try and separate the two, and I'm definitely getting better at it because you know now work becomes a joy each and every morning because I haven't been thinking about it all night long. Right when I was at TechFoc, you know, there were days where teaching really was on my mind from seven in the morning until ten o'clock at night because I would wake up and I would see my work in front of me. All of a sudden, I'm in work mode right away, and I'm thinking about all of these things. I would drive; it's only a ten-minute drive to work, so I'm thinking about work on my way to the workplace. I get to work, I get to my classroom, work staring at me. I would often leave TechFoc a little bit earlier than I do 
Selkirk, right? 4 o'clock, 4.30, I'd be leaving. It's only a 10-minute drive home. I'm home by 4.45, but I brought homework with me. I plop it on my dining room table. I plop it in my office. I'm making dinner. Work is staring at me in all directions. And so, you know, that would... I don't like clutter in my home, so if I see all of these piles sitting around me, well, I have the urge to mark. I have the urge to plan. I have the urge to be involved on answering emails of all hours of the day, and I never had that separation. I was always in work mode, and you know, you then hear about this term of becoming a workaholic and always being consumed with work, and that's something I don't want to uh, be. There is a definitely a big difference between someone who can love their job and be passionate about their job and put, you know, everything into their job, but also respect the fact that their job does not consume them. Their job is not does not define them. It's not their identity. And so I want to make it clear, I think, for anyone who has a job, whether it be a teacher or any uh, career choice, that... You can love your job. You can be passionate about your job. As a teacher, you can do extracurricular activities, but it needs to be in balance with what matters as well. Your family, your friends, your hobbies, eating three square meals a day. You know, if if you're someone who exercises on a weekly basis, multiple times a week, those are important things and you need to value that. You need to make sure that that is part of, part of your life. I'm a big sports fan, right? I need to make sure that I have time in my week to make sure that I'm reading about sports or I'm watching sports or I'm involved in sports because that is something that I enjoy. And so it's important that we choose the things that matter to us. And work may be one of them, and that's a good thing. I think it's very important to love our job. I think it's very important to spend time perfecting and doing our our best with our job. But we can't be there 24-7 and nor should we, and we we can't be consumed with it because it's not what defines us. We are so much bigger than our job. And so that's just one, a quick personal how my day kind of flows. But kind of the takeaways that I want to end with here is a couple of keys. If you can, and I know not all jobs, you know, are possible uh, for this to happen. But I also know that I have a salary job and not every job is salary. Some of uh, you who are listening maybe work a nine to five job or an eight to three job or eight to four job. And so it's a lot easier for you to come in at eight, clock out at four. And maybe this work-life balance is is a little bit easier for you because um, you you naturally work when you're scheduled to work and you're at home when you're scheduled to be home. But I know as educators, Sometimes we are looked at as people who need to work all of the time and always be available. And that's totally not true. I think that I made the mistake a couple uh, early years in my career where I would tell my students that I was available every hour of every day except for the hours of midnight to six in the morning because that's when I was sleeping. And so I had students emailing me uh, and teams messaging me all of the time expecting a response within the hour because I told them that I would be available. And so constantly I'm, you know, at these social events with my friends or I'm with my family and I'm checking my phone because I'm so concerned that a student has messaged me and I'm not available to, you know, to respond to them in a timely manner. And I think it's important for students to realize that 
educators, teachers, anybody with a career that sometimes pressures us to be available all the time, they need to recognize that we have lives outside of our job, even though we may love our job. We we have a family, we have friends, we have hobbies. We are not consumed with school uh, as much as they maybe think we are, right? Our students don't go home and, you know, are doing homework for all hours of all night, right? They don't want to do the homework half the time. And so just as they leave at 3.30 and they check out, right? They're done their day. They go home and they're onto the video games or onto their phone or hanging out with their family and hanging out with their friends. Teachers and educators and, and staff of educational places, they're allowed to do the same thing. They're allowed to go from their workplace and not have to think about it and not have to be consumed with it. I'm allowed to go home and hang out with my family and hang out with my friends as crazy as that sounds, right? And I think that from the outside world looking in, you know, parents, we have to be careful, right? I I know that, you know, sometimes it is helpful to be available to our students in the evenings when, you know, they're working on their homework and they don't understand. And so, you suggest that, oh, well, why don't you email your teachers? There's nothing wrong with emailing your teacher at 7 o'clock at night, but you can't expect for them there for there to be a response at 8 o'clock, right? We might not get back to you until the next morning, or, you know, I might see the student next day in class and say, hey, I got your email. Let's look at the question that you were looking at. Let's let's look and see how, how we can approach this, this question, Right. There's nothing wrong with waiting until the next day. And so parents, we have to be careful, right? Teachers have lives outside of the 9 to 3.30 time slot. And I will say for the good teachers out there, we're not just working 9 to 3.30, right? I described my day and my day, you know, from the time I leave my home at 7.45 to the time I'm coming home about 5.30 to 6, right? I'm putting in a pretty good chunk of time each and every day. And so... I think it's important that uh, students and parents and other teachers and, you know, people from the outside looking in, we have to respect uh, the teacher's social life as well and and the teacher's home life, uh, just like we would respect someone who, you know, clocks in at nine and, and clocks out at five, right? They don't have to take their work home and teachers shouldn't have to either. And I think that uh, we have a lot of pressure sometimes to be available more than we than we we need to. And so that helps with this whole work slash life slash home balance piece. And so I think I'm going to talk about this maybe again, either next episode or another episode coming up, because I think that there's more to share about how we can tackle this work-life balance. But um, I hope that's helpful today. And I hope that, you know, sharing a little bit about how I've kind of discovered how to be better at the work-life balance you know, maybe will help you a little bit too. And so thanks so much for listening. I, it's such a joy to share with you some of the insights that I found. And like I said, I'm six years in. I, I don't know it all. I, I don't claim to know it all. I just wanted this podcast to be a platform to share some of my insights. And and I'm so thankful that, you know, we're in season two and so many are still listening. So many are still curious about my life and my insights of an educator. And it's it's just so humbling you know, to be able to share with all of you. And so thanks so much for being a part of the journey. Continue to like my post on Instagram. 
and Facebook, continue to share, talk to people, invite people, share the link, you know, share the website, continue to follow along, and I look forward to uh, sharing with you again in a couple weeks. So until then, continue to be awesome, and uh, look forward to chatting with you next time.